0: Welcome, everybody, to Slip Angle Show. I'm Austin Cabot. I'm Adam Jabe. What's up, buddy? What's going on, man? I am uh, once again driving through downtown Los Angeles in the ambulance. So this is show number two recorded um, from my uh, my vehicle of choice, apparently. So some of you hear horns or uh, the clattering of a 7.3 uh, oh. Power <laughs> diesel, which actually all of us have experience with on the show. Um,
1: yep, yep. That's what it is. Yeah, yeah, we've got uh, we've got uh, a returning guest, uh, Greg Ami, and I think this is Greg's like fifth time on the show.
0: I think so. Oh, in some yeah, in some you, aspect or another, it's probably the fourth or fifth, and it's probably yeah, it's I don't know. He's probably been mentioned on you know probably thirty to forty episodes, so, getting that enough. mention in at least. Yeah, we we enough, give him that yeah. at Greg Ami uh, hashtag. That's right. <laughs> so <laughs> so what's, uh, what's happening, Greg? How's how's Connecticut? <laughs>
2: Life is good. Connecticut is cold, but getting warmer, I think. Yeah, that's
0: a plus. Hey, you've made it's, it through the depths of the winter.
2: <laughs> yeah. You know, it
1: wasn't
0: too bad Although, this year. I'm not You say that now, you'll probably have, like, a blizzard come through tomorrow.
2: I'm watching the weather. No <laughs> way. I mean, I'm getting brave. I'm actually thinking about taking off the snow. T- really?
0: Yeah.
2: I have uh, Yeah, so it, if it happens next week.
0: Now, what what is oh, your yeah. current daily driver now? Is it still an Audi? The GTI. Oh, the GTI. That's right. No, that's right. That's uh, right.
2: Yeah, 2011 GTI. And then you guys oh, wow. recently
0: traded in um, your sport wagon, right? Or not traded in, but sold uh, back.
2: The TDI went away. What a great little car. You that know, I has. really, so, yeah, really I miss mine. Those are so great. They're so great.
1: My dad's about to get rid of his, and the, it's just such a good little motor. I love that motor. <laughs> the engine.
0: You know, and the, yeah. the yeah, chassis it. on the sport wagon was actually really good, too. It's just the yep. money The money that Volkswagen was offering was just too good. It's too it good was to pass just up. just too much.
2: Plus, we, we had an incident with some bodywork damage, and when I looked at that, I, you know, we passed 100,000 miles. And yeah. My goodness, 16.5 for a damaged car with 100,000 miles. That's a lot of money. (laughs) Yeah. You know, (laughs) it just didn't make any economic sense. No, not at all. So it went away. And unfortunately, that was the the last, except for the 914, that was the last manual transmission streak. Really? And uh, yeah, we replaced it with an automatic gas. I wagon guess that's car. just what
0: happens when you uh, start getting old and get your AARP card, huh?
2: Oh, that's hard. Early on in the show, too. Oh, oh man. Although, although it's it is funny that you know we get all these AARP membership offers in the mail. My wife will tackle me to push me out of the way to grab them, tear them up, and throw them away. <laughs> The so we haven't we haven't succumbed yet. Although those discounts in hotels is actually pretty Yeah, it's attractive. actually
0: pretty decent. So I the, the I get them in the mail had. sometimes, but I I'm yep. yet to send them back in. I'm I'm wondering if they'll let me sign up being so young. Like do you have to prove that you're a certain age?
2: What if I just don't have You gotta prove you can write a check. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it's that's it, right? Really they'll take your money. money. Yeah.
1: Yeah is uh, Greg is your is your uh, is your stable uh, getting older and older your cars uh, cuz you've got multiple Porsche 914s now correct
2: Well I got the two what long why how long's it been since we guys have talked It's uh, probably been over a year Maybe Daytona runoffs or I think it's been oh, I think it's that, been since that was then was many years ago I don't remember No we, absolutely cuz I think I think we did something early in 2017 I think we talked but I don't think we've had any changes I think we talked right after you gotten
0: than, the 914 street car or the nine fourteen race car, whichever one's the newest one. That that no. was probably it. Uh, no, that's been it was,
2: or maybe not. No, well, that's been know. that's been two three years ago. Oh well, really? The, the last year, the only change recently is the uh, the white TDI wagon went away and a blue Gasser wagon took its place. Did you guys get Still one of, of, the of the new red street one car. of the new
0: Mark Seven wagons?
2: It was a twenty sixteen. Yeah, I think that is a Mark Seven, nice. isn't it? Yeah. Nice. So she's got, she got that, and we found a killer deal with one with forty k miles on it. Uh, somebody turned it in so we got that and I have the 2011 GTI Which is one of those cars that you feel like you're just gonna keep until it dies completely
0: I've got some suspension no you uh, jokes, some please. suspension you might be interested in for that thing if you want You still have it stuff, Yeah, I still have it. It's just sitting in storage I've got the big GTI rear sway yeah. bar and some AST okay. front shocks as well as some Bilstein rears and lowering springs yeah. and all of that jazz. I,
1: I really liked how that car drove when, when I drove it out in California. It was a yeah, and you, I think it was awesome. <laughs> you didn't
0: really even get to, like, flog it in the mountains or on track or no, anything. No, we, we, we were just hustling between podcasts, and I thought yeah, it was it's so, a, so fun. It's a really yeah. well-balanced car with that suspension yeah. setup on it.
1: Yep, send it my way. We'll talk <laughs> about right. it. Greg will give you $18 for that junk. Yeah. Hey, that's well. $18 more dollars than I have right now. There you go. Well, uh, Greg, uh, the main reason we wanted to have you on was uh, you've had some interesting races so far this year. You've, uh, you, and, uh, you and your buddy Ed have, uh, have done, done a couple of majors races, and you, you both had kind of yep. calamity happen at each
2: one. So. Oh. You know, it was a great idea. Um, Ed rebuilt my transmission for me in the fall, and we were drinking, and he says, You know what? I'll take care of this transmission for you. All you got to do is just cover the travel costs to go to Austin. I thought it, I laughed. I thought it was serious. <laughs> Sends me a text a couple of days later. So what do you think? I'm like, are you serious, dude? <laughs> so we came up with this plan called the uh, Great Yankee Southern Invasion Tour, and it was a it was a good plan. We were gonna take off from uh, I was from Connecticut and meet at New Jersey. We would drive our rig down to Austin and raise East Dakota for the majors down there in February, and um, from there. We would then drag everything over to my family's house in Louisiana and just leave it in Louisiana and then fly home. And then we'd fly back in March, grab it, go to NOLA, New Orleans, uh, Louisiana Motorsports Park. And then drag it across to Virginia, leave it at his parents' house, drive home. And then in April, drive back down to VIR, grab the rig, go race VIR, and come home. And how's it going? all that... (laughs) 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 (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <Yeah>. <laughs> and all that was going to be before pretty much uh, the very first race we have up here in, in the northeast and you know by then things are going to start to warm up and we and thought we can do whatever we want to do up here but, well we, we did the first two and we're going to do the third <laughs> but we had a little <laughs> we had some instances in between unfortunately uh, well the drive down Dakota was, was pretty fun we managed to wrangle in my buddy Dick Patella to go with us um, we, Dick and I were just sitting around. I think we had a, I think we had a New England region meeting or something like that. And then we went out to have some beer. And I said, "So hey, we're going to Kota. Want to go?" And he looked at me like I had two heads. And then a couple of days later, he says, "Yeah, I got my plane tickets <laughs> in to come back." <laughs> so obviously that was a twist-your-arm moment, and, uh, and that was great because you know you know I like, uh, I get to choose my words carefully here given my buddy's name. I like Dick. Yeah. He's a great guy. <laughs> he, is. he is a great guy. <laughs> and he's great to travel with, and um, he doesn't take me seriously. And times we want to kill each other, other times, you know, there's some man love going on, but that's okay. Uh, so, Dick and I drove down, actually, it goes back a bit further, right after the, the spring break, or Christmas break, in between Christmas and New Year's, so I drove the excursion down. Single rear to wheel, have, yeah. So here's the thing. We have this 34-foot enclosed trailer. So <laughs> right? 34-foot tag. Ah. Yeah. 15,000-pound gross trailer.
0: That's a heavy tag, says, man.
2: Yeah. And Ed says, well, let's use your excursion. Because normally he pulls that thing with the cars in it with his Chevy Dually. But it's his work truck. So he couldn't leave that truck down yeah. all the way in Louisiana, Virginia. He'd have to come home. So he says, "Yeah, no problem. It's, your excursion's good enough. We'll take it." Well, I said, Are "You sure?" Well, he said, "Yeah." So I drive it down the week between Christmas and New Year's. I already put some airbags on in the back, and I have a, I have a sway bar on it in the back, and and I also put on one of these, the Roadmaster Active Suspension, on the back to help with the load. Oh, okay, okay. And it pulls. It pulls my twenty-eight footer pretty okay. It sways a little bit, um, but it pulls it pretty good. So I bring it down to Ed and. And I, we pretty much drop it off, and we're going to grab some lunch. And I kind of mentioned something offhand about wanting to put a limit to slipping. And he goes, "Why?" I said, "Because it's a one-wheel drive truck." He goes, "This isn't a four-wheel drive." I go, "No, dude, it's a one-wheel drive." <laughs> I, I, look, and I look at his face; it was precious. And he goes, "Okay." <laughs> I said, "You still want to do this?" He goes, "Yep, we're doing it." Okay. <laughs>
1: Don't have much choice, huh? so, so now the tow rig can do awesome so burnouts. He,
2: yeah. So. I... I'll leave the truck with him after Christmas, and and he doesn't really do much with it. You know, he's focused on getting the cars ready. And he does a test drive on it, and I get a kind of sort of okay thumbs up. But he says, you know, that back end's sagging pretty good. So we ended up getting the higher heavy-duty version of the Roadmaster and swapping it out. And the other one went to Kevin Ruck when we went down to Dakota. Kevin bought it for me. So Dick and I, and then for me to get back from... After Christmas, I took his Honda Civic and just brought it home. So Dick and I jumped in the Honda Civic, drove it back down to New Jersey, and the two of us jumped into the excursion with the 34-foot trailer already hooked up. And we look at this trailer, and you know an excursion is a pretty big truck. I mean, you can, you can see my truck. Yeah. Anybody who stood next to one of those things—it's
1: not a small no. vehicle. No, it's a—it's a, it's a but super. We, but we drive yeah, up and jam.
2: there's this excursion being dwarfed oh. by this 34-foot trailer, <laughs> big white trailer with a small house winery across the side of it. It's,
1: is that and is that trailer extra? Dick and
2: I look at each other and go, "Oh boy, here we is go." Is that
1: thing extra tall? Because it looks extra so tall. So we
2: all jumped in the truck and started heading down, and it didn't take very long for us to realize oh, that. Oh no, we lost somebody. That engine—that's a. <laughs> Hell of an engine. That thing pulled like a freight train. Skype is right to the point where you get to about 50, 60 miles an hour, and the world starts to move around a little bit. Because that single rear-wheel excursion did not like that 34-foot yeah, trailer. Yeah, that's a lot Telling of weight. So, the entire trip down from New Jersey down to Austin, Texas, was a non-stop, overnight, three of us swapping out. Like, Driving down and it's really fine. If you're out on the highway by yourself, it's really no problem. You get passed by a truck and that thing wants to sidestep eight ten. Feet. Yeah. Oh man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> and and what happens is that if you're if you got wide open lanes, you can let it step over and then you can correct a little bit and then come back in. But if you're going through bridge abutments or you're going through Jersey Barrier or something like that, that thing, you can't let it step over, and you get into this oscillation, fugoid, I guess you'd call it, and the driver's behind. You just the the suspension is just not tight enough to her, no matter what you do. You're doing exactly the wrong thing, and it caught our attention. Yeah. We noticed. Now, I, know those, uh,
0: <laughs> I know those. I know those feels, it kept, man. It kept us. <laughs>
2: yeah. So it kept us awake enough to that, even though it took us about. 32 hours to get down there we didn't stop once for we'd stop in a hotel someplace just east of Dallas um, none of us could sleep because you'd feel this thing start to move around and everybody would just be on full <laughs> alert. we swapped off driving well there's one there was there was one point there uh, very early in the morning where I just decided to put my hand and you know put my life in the hand of the fates and I just went to sleep for about three hours so I was the most alert guy out there. But it caught our attention and it wasn't, you know, it's one of those things where I was okay with Ed driving, I was okay with me driving, I was okay with Dick driving. I would never have put my wife, for example, behind the wheel of that truck. I would never have put a total stranger behind the wheel of that truck because it's quite possible at moments, moments indiscretion, that thing was off going to be outside yeah. the road.
1: A, a minute ago. And, and what's, a, a minute ago. It's, what's
2: funny is it we, we noticed that even something as small as a pickup truck. Would make the thing start to move just from the aerodynamics of pushing on the side of the trailer.
1: Um, a minute ago, I asked uh, uh, if if the trailer was extra tall, but Skype had dropped out because I had walked into my house and I it turned onto Wi-Fi and shut the call off. So, if it, okay. if, if listeners heard me say
2: Ah, dang, <laughs>
1: that's that's what that
2: was. But no, is, didn't hear is it. Is
1: the trailer extra tall or not?
2: No, no, I think it's the same. It's the standard it trailer. It looks extra tall the, the, with pictures. the ceiling. <laughs> It, it looks extra tall with it with the with an excursion stick yeah, in it. Front looks of it looks so big. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you know when I no, when I, I moved back uh, from, from Chicago to Atlanta, I had a twenty-eight foot behind my F-250 with my S two thousand in it and all of my belongings from my house. And I went through the scales at like twenty two thousand pounds. That was a very harrowing drive. Uh, so I, I know oh, yeah. exactly that's, what you're yeah, talking about. about the, your your rig was about even the bigger.
1: Same it's probably a pretty yeah, similar
2: weight, though. Ed, Ed put it across the scales, and I don't recall exactly what the numbers were, but I guess we figured the trailer was around trailer was around fourteen to fourteen five, yeah. and the truck was pretty much around nine to yeah. ten. Yeah, and it's man, yeah, it's that's... it
0: is sketchy. I I think I did fifty five miles an hour the whole way there. I got good mileage because of it, but it just right. it was such such a nerve wracking trip. Oh, look, here's the cops. You can probably hear that. Now they're gone. Oh,
2: yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, it was... Well, the whole way down, of course, none of us are sleeping, so we're sitting here talking about it. And I'm like, okay, I've got... You know, it's it's an F-250 chassis, so it should be able to pull. I've got load springs in the back. I've got airbags in the back. It levels out pretty good. The brakes, actually, were pretty awesome because it's a three-axle trailer. Yeah. yeah. And the brakes on that trailer... I think the brakes pulling that 15,000-pound trailer were probably as good as they were with the truck by itself. They were just That's an awesome good. feeling,
0: isn't it? Knowing that you can actually stop It them? is.
2: Yeah. And especially knowing that you can reach down to the to the controller, the Taconcha controller over there and get that thing to stop swinging yeah, by hitting the sh- little Yeah, rubber. straighten
1: it out by grabbing the trailer
2: brakes. Yeah. Yeah. So we talked about it, and Ed became convinced that we had to do one of two things. Either he had to figure out somehow how to put a dual rear wheel on the back of that excursion <laughs> in Austin. And I was all Yeah, Florida, that would have been awesome I mean, with the wide fenders and, and everything. I don't know if you You've ever met Ed? He's motivated enough. If I had brought him a dual rear wheel, two axle trailer, and put it in the paddock at Coda, that would have would have been a you know, flare side truck. <laughs> yeah. would the,
0: that would have been a hell of a story, man. And the other thing man. was,
2: yeah, our video too. But we also decided that you know what? Maybe it was the 16-inch 75 series tires that were on the truck because we could. I, I have a, actually have a video. We stopped at a fuel stop, and those two guys were pushing on the side of the truck. And you could just see a little bit of axle flex, but you could just see the uh, side. Oh, were they load flex, range D
0: yeah. and not load range E? No, I think they were load range oh. E, because oh, really? e, I just bought them a few okay. years ago.
2: Um, but still maxed But I don't, I, I don't to look. Out. Yeah. 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 But we had to get all the way to Austin, so then we did the Austin. We can talk about Austin, and we can talk about the racing in a moment. But uh, then after the trip, after that... Uh, we had to go to New Orleans, and it was the same kind of trip. It was, you know, 60, 65 max. Whenever a truck came by, we had to back off and just make sure we didn't get pushed off the road. It got so bad, actually, once we got into Texas, we started taking back roads to stay off the interstate. Oh, geez. Because we did not <laughs> want to be, we didn't want to be anywhere near a truck. When we are by ourselves, we're fine, but any kind of aero side loads and the thing would just... So how was it crazy. on, like,
0: two-lane roads if an 18-wheeler came blowing past you the other direction?
2: Other direction it wasn't really? so bad. I think it was just the extended aero side loads. It on like the it the like trailer, suck it in
0: for a second.
2: <laughs> it was it was amazing. You'd you'd get pulled in. You'd have to you tow you time it so you'd like turn away, then you turn inside, <laughs> then you turn away, and then you have to turn both ways to get the back end to stop wiggling. It sound, And it actually became became a science there after a while. It sounds
1: remarkably similar
2: to driving my RV with two
1: cars behind it in high winds. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, we got, to, uh, we got to Louisiana the Sunday night after Coda, and God bless my sister. She had a big old spread of food for us and, and beer, and we had a good old time. And we woke up the next morning talking about this problem because we had to drive this son of a bitch all the way home. We were only halfway home. So I got on Craigslist. Ed was pretty convinced that we needed to find some bigger wheels and with the smaller sidewalls. And I happened to get on Craigslist and we found a listing for a guy who was selling a nearly new set of 2017 F-250, 20-inch. Nice, nice. That, and that, it was brand, almost brand new. I mean, you looked at him and the guy, I think he had a couple of thousand miles on him. So I cut the deal with him before I left because we were going to fly home to New Orleans and then come back and pick up our, our rig. I cut the deal with him and my, my brother-in-law, CJ, uh, was able to go out and snag him. So then we put, when we came back, to go race at nola we put those on and it really was night. really day. i mean wow it's not per it's not perfect it's not awesome yeah. but a lot better but it's just it turned oh it's just it, it really was just night day it um it, ta- it changed it from a 55 to 60 mile an hour scare fest to one point where dick was driving on the highway at 80 miles an hour and i had to reach over and tap him <laughs> on the leg and say buddy you're making me nervous let's back it off a little bit wow so. <laughs> It really made, it made a big difference. I wonder if the tires
0: that you had on there were just defective or, you know.
2: It just, Could have been yeah. tires. Um, it's probably just a lot of brand, sidewall. Were,
1: just a ton more sidewall. I, yeah.
2: Well, it went, from, it went from 265-75-16s to 275-65-20s. Yeah, a lot less sidewall, a little bit more meat, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, if uh, if you ever do uh, consider swapping to duallys, I'm going to be selling my uh, my 5 F250 uh, or F350 dually fenders soon because I'm putting a work body on that truck. Ah, <laughs> so, uh, you see, there you go. That's what you
2: know, it that, is. that thing. Oh, that thing.
0: Yeah, that thing like lowered with some, you know, a dual rear axle would look pretty freaking sweet. It would look awesome. It and at that awesome. at that same there time, you people, could just, sw- you could just swap in the solid front axle and have four wheel drive too. Just do it all at once.
2: <laughs> Do You know it's funny when I when I got this truck. And by the way, people have DRW the the excursion. Yeah, go, yeah, go I've, I've seen them out cool. there. They look awesome. I I got this two wheel drive truck from Chicago. Do we, Adam? Were you ever telling this story? I think that? so. Oh, I think we did.
0: This is oh. this, that's when you guys oh. met but in person, right? I, like you sent him a bunch yes. of money and yeah, never met. Him.
1: Yeah,
2: right. <laughs> yeah. Greg Greg yeah, so wired so I, me like twenty thousand bucks in cash, <laughs> and, uh, and I went and bought a truck him. <laughs> But I, I got this, I got a two-wheel drive intentionally because I didn't think I needed the four-wheel drive and I still don't think I need four-wheel drive, but what I'm actually missing is the solid live up front axle because the camber changes oh, on yeah. this two-wheel drive truck Yeah. Are incredible. That's the same way my
0: ambulance yeah. is. I mean, you hit a bump and the whole, the thing's just all over
1: the place.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's a
1: little bit different.
2: It's so a little bit different. So. Yeah, so the drive back from after NOLA was uh, pretty straightforward. We didn't really have any problems and uh, I don't think... As far as I'm aware Any of us killed each other And you know Ed's going back to VIR And Dick's going back to VIR And and, uh, and also Ed's brother Joined us both Coda and and He's going back So I guess we don't hate each other yet
1: Okay well So we've established that your tow rig Is uh, a piece of junk And that it made it So how was the racing? Because uh, I think you took the whole rig home Didn't you?
2: We did <laughs> uh, so, so, so the plan was Because again Summarize Let's go to Coda then drive to Louisiana, drop it off, fly home. Fly back in March, go to NOLA, yeah. drive it to VIR, then go back home, and then come back in April and go to VIR. Slight change of plans. We get to Coda. And interesting facility. Um, it's a great place. It's a neat place. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I never really felt comfortable at that track, especially the S's with that car. Yeah. But it's a nice facility. It is not what I would come, would come to expect as a Formula One facility. I think it's just a really nice facility with a lot of money being spent. Mm-hmm. But we ended up in a paddock area that was, they call it the upper paddock, and we were way out of the way. So it was a bit of a pain, but that's a nice place. And it's a really, seriously money was was spent on that place. I'd like to go back to go watch Formula One. We go out for the first session, and uh, I'm, I've never been there before. You know, we walked the track the night before, but I'm going out there trying to figure out where the hell you I am. That's a long walk, S- man.
1: You guys are both in STU yeah. Civics, right?
2: Yeah, Ed is in a, in a, in a true up-built STU Civic. It's an ex-James Ennis car with a 2.4 liter K24 in it, uh, full-built. He, he, he spent the coin and built the Yeah, thing. like
1: almost 300 I'm car, in,
2: yeah. yeah, I'm in my black Civic, the same one we, we've been driving the last few years. Started out life in ITS when we went to Daytona. Was uh, STL for Mid Ohio, and now I've converted it to ITR, which is pretty close to STL with a little bit bigger tire and uh, no plate. So I'm running ITR config in STU this year yep. to help build the class. Bring you know, it's a really I think it's a really neat class. Try to get more people. So to
0: come is in. that a guest classing? You know, if it's an ITR car, it it automatically goes into STU.
2: Okay. Yes, yes, yes. It's in. In fact. Um, there's a few small things that we have to change back that are not fully ITR compliant, but it's it's an ITR okay. car. Yeah. The performance is on par with an ITR car. Um, so I go out and I cut co- you know and I'm trying to figure out where the is going and I come back in and Ed's already in the paddock. I'm like, what the hell's going wrong, Ed? He goes, engine. I'm like what? Well apparently he goes out, he has this brand new engine. I don't even think they put dyno time on it. Maybe he put dyno time on it, I don't know. But the third lap in He just goes to to rev it. He didn't over-rev it. He didn't miss a shift or anything, and bang, it just lets go. Sheesh. And he he parks it. And uh, we're trying to figure out what's going on. You know, maybe it's something simple. You know, hope springs eternal. Um, But we pulled spark plugs on it, and I find, anybody who knows four-cylinder engines, I find the number one and number two spark plugs are both up. Our pistons are both up. Uh, That's Um, not right. Pistons alternate. That's not good. right. Yeah, (laughs) pistons. And, because I took a big long screwdriver and it didn't go very far before it went thunk and the one right next to it went about as far and went thunk and we said, so then Ed puts a breaker bar on the crankshaft and turns it and we hear this bang and we're like, okay, yeah, we're done. She's She's dead, Jim.
1: (laughs) She's so dead. So Ed got in,
2: Ed got in two and a half laps. (sighs) Um. Unfortunately, technic- well, we continue for the
1: you know, we continue for the technically. Weekend. Would he uh, yeah, have I'd, qualification points f- towards runoffs if he wanted to go, or was it only
2: practice? Yeah, that is participation. So he did turn to a lap, okay. so he gets participation for the weekend, but he doesn't get his money but back. He didn't, <laughs> yeah, he doesn't, get, he doesn't get his money back, and he doesn't start any races, yeah. so he has to, he still has to start. Uh, you have to participate three weekends and start three races, right? Yeah, I think so. Uh, so I finished, I, I kept racing on the weekend, and uh, we, sp- it was great. We, you know, we spent, some- we went into Austin and had some pretty good Mexican food. We enjoyed each other's company. And what was nice is that Ed's brother from Denver, Colorado showed up, Richard Murphy, Richard Wary Murphy. Um, he's quite the character. And he and Ed just get along famously. He's a really nice guy. He was, he was helping us this, that weekend, and uh, we just kind of hung out and did our thing. I managed to finish first place cool. and a second place, which is quite the surprise. I didn't figure I'd do that, that well, but we did have a problem with the engine cutting out. Um, I'd hit the Revlon rear a couple of times, and the engine would just shut huh. off. That's weird. And and not sure what's going on, but we think it's something to do with uh, maybe the throttle body, because it wasn't actually shutting the engine off. It was just it's drive-by-wire. Oh, okay. It was taking the throttle plate and bringing it to idle. Even though my foot to the floor, inside the car, the throttle plate was going to idle. So I'd have to turn the key off, then turn the key back on. <laughs> while
0: you're driving? <laughs> while I'm driving on the
2: track. <laughs> and what's interesting is that I was I was deleting the race, and the car died on me the first time. And I got passed. For, for, and I'm back to second place. And I couldn't figure out what's going on. I just... I don't know why I thought of it, but I cycled the key and it came back.
0: Well, I mean, it just—it knows that you're an IT man. Have you have you tried turning it off and turning it back on again?
2: Right, right. I need a keyboard. <laughs> so I pass the guy. I, what's funny is I come to pass the guy, and he points me by. He didn't realize that I was in his class, <laughs> and I could just—I I could just feel it, you know—as I go by and. I could just feel like dude didn't know I was an STU. <laughs> so then I go to pass him, and I'm going down the front straight, and I hit the rev limiter, and it dies again. <laughs> and he passes me again. What an awkward race. <laughs> the, next pass, the, the, next, the next pass wasn't quite so easy. Yeah. Uh, but I did pass him. I I, I lost him. And what's 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 funny is that I got him on the last corner of the last. lap oh, wow!
1: Lab. Nice, nice.
2: Kinda, and if you know Coda. The start-finish line is, uh, what, 7,500 yards out of that last corner. Yes, which so is a drag is race? Effort. Uh, well, uh, I was a, I was a, a tad rude. I mean, I, I, I apologize later, but I, I really stuck my nose deep in there with enough space where I could go to the inside if possible. And he gave me half a car with and I took it. So it was just one of those things. I think we're, eh, yeah. yeah. I, I apologize later just just
1: this weekend i was watching our buddy Tom O'Gorman's uh, pwc race there and uh, yeah that's there's not a lot uh, there's not a lot of room there to pass and then win a race so you got uh, you used, sounds like you used there all is of
2: <laughs> these these curbs there are huge i mean they're i'm just i'm sitting here looking at my hands they got to be 4 to 6 inches tall and they have regular gator teeth but inside that they have what i would consider what do they call them sleeping policemen what the Brits call them, which are bead bumps, basically. Okay. And I had to put my car across those in order to get there. Yeah. Legal, I was still within the track because my right side wheels were still within the, still on the surface, but it was it was close and no touch, and we raced clean. So, so, what did you think of the facility there, as far as the the
1: track itself? Because uh, some people really complain about Coda and some people mm-hmm. really actually like it. So. Uh, the.
2: Not the facility. The, it's the, the first time track. I've ever. It's, well, it's the first time I've ever raced on a... I think Tilkey designed that. Didn't he, the Formula 1 designer? I don't know. It's the first time I've... I think he did. But I've, it's the first time I've raced on one of his facilities. And you want to compare and contrast, Tom Gorman was kicking freaking ass this past weekend. Yeah, going through the, the S's. Yeah. Those, th- those S's owned me. I never <laughs> felt good going through those S's. Every time I went through the S's, I was just you know talking to the baby Jesus not to die. And... It, it just I think uh, it would have been interesting to see Tom and the black car go through there because the car just didn't feel good through there it just it felt like simultaneously didn't want to grip in the front and also wanted to rotate so I just didn't feel comfortable enough to push that hard yeah. but every, everywhere else the sweeping corners the fast corners the braking areas I, was, I felt very good at it's just the, man those kicked my butt but the track is I mean it was smooth I didn't notice any any too much um, rough patches, uh, wavy patches. They are going to probably have to do some grinding, eventually, because it seems like the, it's all on. It's very sandy soil, okay. so they're settling have a little to keep bit. Tabs on that thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's a it's a decent place. Um, I'm surprised they're able to get the whole Formula One circus in that paddock. It seems a bit small. Yeah. Because just you know, I, well, I guess we only when you only have thirty twenty two yeah. cars plus. You know 20 cars plus the support yeah. races
0: that's um, really not
1: that bad yeah they probably only 20. got 60 or 80 cars at a given weekend but
2: yeah so yeah we had 250 or something yeah. like that I, I, uh, but it was one of those cases where you know the for as a club racer the shower facilities were sparse the real bathroom facilities were sparse we had we were in the upper paddock and we only had two plastic cans out there and they kept running out of paper okay. Because so it's it's a place
0: designed yep. for people to bring their own RVs and toter homes too. Right,
2: right, yeah. yeah. Rig fight. Well, you know that's what's a neat place. How, how it it's race? Texas, so how can I complain? How, what's the place race like? Is it a fun place to race or no? Like wheel to wheel. It's a it's an okay. It is it's it's a good place to race, but I can see how it's going to be tough to pass in a few places. Okay. The uh, the asses you cannot pass unless you're just Tom McGorman. <laughs> Um you got you do have some you have, do have some nice long straights where you can gather some momentum and do some braking braking areas typically are downhill yeah so you got to watch out for that except for turn one turn one is kind of interesting it's how it falls off on the apex you feel like a hero going into the corner and then all of a sudden the track says just, yeah <laughs> no you're grip up.
0: at all <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: and then it falls off <laughs> and then turn two is this uh, this downhill turn where you just feel like the car is just skating mmm and it takes some bravery and youth to go through there pretty fast. But, and that 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 track, that turn two was bumpy. Yeah. So I really couldn't be too brave through there. That's like I think the car was a hundred and
1: eighty foot climb to turn two, right? Something crazy like that?
2: Uh, to turn one. To, oh, to turn, turn one. Okay. Up the street. Okay. Yeah, up to turn one. Okay. I th- and it is, it's really interesting the first time you walk the track and you're standing on the front straight and it towers over yeah. you. You can kind of get a scope of it on TV, but you really can't. You really can't see how much. It that's goes like stacking
0: up. two turn twelves at Road Atlanta on top of each other.
2: Yeah, just about. That's, a <laughs> that's, big that's one. ridiculous. That's a big one. <laughs> but key key point is that we uh, my my wife Thea joined me down there. She flew down because she had something going on in Dallas, and we got to drive all the way around the track. The place to be is at the top of that stands, drivers' right at the end of turn one because you go to the top of that thing you can see the whole facility really? cool so I'm sure I'm sure those tickets are pricey. but they had the place open to us so we got to walk everywhere. Nice. we drove around and checked out facilities checked out all the corner stations people just kind of ignored us yeah, yeah I'll
0: be there cool. for the first time at the end of April so I can't I can't wait not driving just helping run an event but I'm really looking forward to it
2: well the showers to go to are the ones by oh, the we're RV staying we're parking. staying
0: in a hotel man <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, goodness
1: okay. <laughs> The, uh, so, the, so the weekend went okay for your car. How, did, uh, how yep. did Nola go? Once you got the new tires on the ar- on the on the uh, excursion and
2: uh, I felt well, we were happy that we made it there without dying. Yeah. And, you know, we were trying to. After Ed popped his engine at Austin, you know, I, I felt bad. That you know, I wanted to figure out a way. What were we going to do? Are we going to go home at this point? Or are we just going to blow off Nola? I mean, it was my suggestion so that Ed could get his car prepped. Was that you know we just go home. And get the cars back, and then Ed can uh, build an engine, and we'll go to VIR. Yeah, yeah. And it was actually Ed's idea. Ed's like, no, no, dude, we're going to NOLA. I said, but what are you going to do? He said, I'm just going to put the car in the trailer. We're going to go to NOLA. What about VIR? And this is the kind of guy Ed is. Ed, Ed's like, we got six weeks. <laughs> we're going to go home after NOLA. I got plenty of time. No big deal. To put an engine in the car and go to VIR. Yeah. I mean, you know, we're just going to, you know, your car is going to be fine. We're just going to put your car in the trailer, and we're going to go back to New Jersey and leave it there, and then I'll build my car for V.I.R. plenty of time, right? Right. Right. <laughs> so we go to NOLA. Cue foreboding music. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> <sighs> we know what happened. <laughs> Nola, I, I, it's a track that, uh, that our buddy Mike Taylor has a lot to say for. He really likes it. Um, he says it's a Miata track. Oh, it's dude, it's seriously, a Miata track. He says that there's no Miata go kart. track. He says there's no better Miata track. Um, but our our drive from Austin to New Orleans was, or well, from central Louisiana to New Orleans was uneventful except for traffic. We're following ways to get to the track. And it takes us through a neighborhood with school zones and kids walking around. And we're like, where the hell are we? <laughs> no tr- no truck signs. Of course, we're in a, you know, what what is it? 25 foot excursion with a 30 foot yeah. foot trailer. So we're not turning around. Yeah, you're 60 feet long. And we're like having to stop. <laughs> we're trying, we're stopping for kids going across the street. And we pull into the place and it, it's, it's a pretty neat little facility but it just seems like it's just stuck off in the way back 40s yeah it's just like it's which just I, like extra yeah
0: the paddock is huge we, which you know, is we, nice
2: yeah well, the paddock was freaking yeah huge. it's gigantic but, you know, we drive in <laughs> we, we drive in and we, we we paddock uh with uh richard uh ed's brother had already scoped out of space for us okay. and and we pulled in and we, we did our thing and we, we paddocked and and we would, they wouldn't let us walk the track, and we didn't go to the test day. We didn't do test day for either of these tracks. <laughs> I mean, just take, show up and race. We'll figure it yeah. out.
1: Yeah. you got to, you got two days to sort it out, right?
2: Yeah, we got two days to sort it out. So we, we get there on, uh, let me see, it was a f- Saturday-Sunday race, so we get there on Friday. And we just kind of unpack our stuff because uh, Richard and Ed have an uncle who has a, uh, an Italian restaurant called Nuvolari's, north of the Pontchartrain Lake in New Orleans, and invited us to dinner. Nice. And their uncle, the their uncle's brother, was a big racing fan. And, and Nuvolari's, of course, you'd recognize as a racing driver. And we went there to the Italian restaurant that Friday night, and we were his guest, and it was absolutely wonderful. I mean, the food was wonderful, the drink was wonderful. The conversation was fascinating, uh, because he's a really great guy. And they know, they know all kind of people. I mean you mean? Uh, you'd have to talk to Ed to figure out all the people they were talking about, but they, they have a another, I guess it was a friend or a relative that used to, you know, go to all the 24 hours of Deton. It was a crew chief or somebody, and it was just a grand old time. Cool. So we didn't think too much about it. We had a good old, New Valarie's, it's, I uh, can't remember the net, the, taint, the town, but it's whatever that first town is at the top end of the Pontchartrain Bridge. And I uh, really would like to go back there sometime. So we get there Saturday morning. And uh, I'm looking at a map to figure out where I'm going to, which way I'm going to go. Jesse Prather had sent me a link to Eric Prill's in-car video in his f-prod car. So I got to see an in-car view which way it went. So we just went out there and we figured it out. It was, uh, I think we got one qualifying session before the race. And uh, it went pretty, pretty straightforward. There was a lot stronger competition. There were some people that had picked up their game from CODA. And uh, there was a couple of strong guys that came in from there. So I was looking at a top five finish, which is perfectly fine for an ITR car in STU. And I don't recall much from the Saturday race. It seemed to go pretty straightforward. I know we had some T2 traffic uh, that were that was messing us up a little bit. So I finished uh, just off the podium P4, as I recall. And. Um, Met met a lot of people that I knew. I'm, you know, I'm from Texas. My family's from Louisiana, so I know a lot of these folks. Had a nice dinner Saturday night. Met everybody. Had a good time. Um, so we were just looking to get through the next day and, and work our way home. And I, how do you segue into this here, Adam? <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't want I don't want to be yeah I don't want to be overly rude. No, I know. Um, I know.
1: I've I've had a I've had a Sunday's ma- Sunday majors race ended right at the beginning, uh, with a basically a wrecked car. I know the, I know the the swear words that want to come
2: out. But, um, it's no. It's we've got a, you know, we've had a nearly a month to to work through this. And this, by the way, more for foreboding. This is still going on, so we can talk more the, about the it. The appeals process. I, and then, yeah. yeah. I started the race in P five, I think. And I'm right with Mike Taylor and Amy Mills in their STL battle, so I'm sitting here thinking about how I can try and catch P4, which was Angel- uh, Angelica. She she really picked up her game from Coda. Um, she's a relatively new driver too. I didn't know that. She drives quite well. And I, you know, I'm going through the mental machinations here, and we had gotten the stewards to approve a split start with T2, okay. so that would stay out of the STU battle. What was interesting is that they they start to let us go and we all go out and we're all behind one pace car. Now, those of you who know what a split start is, not a split grid, but a split start. A split start is two packs, two pace cars, two green flags. Yep. Danny Stain, who was the the STL for talking about a fast car, dude, it was kicking ass, Unbelievable in the world. times in, in that, that MX 5 It's incredible how fast he was Yeah, it's just, so he he was the leader of our pack, and what I think may have happened is that either he didn't get the word, or somebody on the grid forgot to hold him, so there was no gap for him, for the pace car to be inserted into. So now we're going out on the pace lap, and Danny, I think Danny knows where a split grid, or split start, because he starts to make space. And yet, there's no pace car, so Dick and I are on the on the radio talking this out. Well, what do we do, dude? You know, do I go when you call the first green? Uh, do I wait for the second green and get pantsed? And we're trying to figure out what the hell's going on. And we get about three-quarters of the way through the lap, and I said, Dude, I'm going. You tell me when the first flag goes, and I'll deal with the stewards later. All of a sudden, he goes, black flag all, black flag all. And they black flagged us, because they realized what was going on. They, the pace car driver kept us on the track instead of going to the paddock, okay. and they split us. So now you got this mental thing going on. You're trying to figure out. I'm trying to relax to figure out what's going on. And there was, and they, since they black flagged us, uh, most of us were like lemmings and we stayed with the pace car. But two or three people went into the, to the pits, yeah. so they had to move cars around, and it was a big thing. And they finally got us going, and they got us going with two pace cars and I made a blinder of a start on Saturday not so much on Sunday and so I was in a swamp of cars and all of a sudden there's this little MX5 T4 car just just does this serious major dive bomb into turn one I'm like okay dude I don't know where you came from but you know let's go and we're going for two or three laps and this guy he's he's killer on the brakes I mean he's just a brave son of a bitch on the brakes but of course he's got no apex speed and no exit speed so we just swamp him so he dive bombs us into every corner and then we just drive by him coming out of the corner and i'm looking around for other t4 cars and i don't see any the closest one i see is probably several hundred yards back and i'm on the radio with ed going why the hell is this t4 guy dicking around with us and he's like i don't know dude and they were, I think it was third or fourth lap, we go into turn six, and you know I could see him, he's well back coming out of turn five. And I'm like, I don't know what this dude's doing. So I turn into turn six, and all of a sudden I see this flash of maroon in my right-hand mirror. And I start to open up my steering, but it's too late, and the guy hammers me pretty much wheel to wheel on the inside of the corner. As I'm heading, heading for the apex, well before the apex. And I'm sliding. I'm going sideways. I'm like, ah, oh, you, goddammit. You know, and these things are all going through your head. And I hit a patch of grass, and then I start to feel gravel. And I try to turn the wheel opposite to get the back end forward. Yeah. But it's too late, and the car digs in and rolls over on <laughs> <the> roof. Turtle. <laughs> We're turtles. Yeah. <laughs> so... So the world is upside down, and it's interesting. The things that go through your brain: fire, of course. Yeah. Um, shut it off, of course. Other cars out there, of course. And seemingly, three or four minutes later, and, you know, do you, do you reach up and hold yourself on the roof so yeah. you don't fall yep. into the steering wheel? Do you? What do you do? And, <laughs> and I, I remember. I think I reached up. First of all, I hit the kill switch. Okay. Reached up to brace myself, hit the hit the belts, dropped onto the ceiling of the of the car, and now the window net won't open. Because <laughs> <laughs> the window net is now down, which is up when you're up. It's got upright, all the pressure. On it. To get yeah. The that, yeah. Yep. And I scrambled out of the car, and fortunately I didn't have any cool suit or anything like that connected. And I I, th- I assumed the radio just came disconnected when I popped out. Signal to the workers that I was safe and st- stood off to the side, <laughs> and sat there and looked at my car. What a mess! Upside down. I love how those birds are chirping in the right. background right as you say that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it didn't take. You know, it took them. Well, you know, like I said, it felt like five minutes, but if you look at my video, it was all of what ten seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Before I got out of the car. And what's funny is that, uh, it's funny in hindsight, you look at the video, because I had a rear-facing camera, and you could see me standing there with my arms crossed, looking quite unhappy <laughs> yeah. with my helmet on. <laughs> yeah, you look, kind of like, look like somewhere. the stick, yeah. You need to take a, yeah, to take a screenshot of that exactly. and turn it into artwork and make it a t-shirt. He- yeah, it, it's well. Somebody sent me. Somebody, somebody did that oh, for yeah. me with that upside down, <laughs> uh, with the uh, with the caption, "The upside down Stig is not amused." <laughs> Definitely not amused.
1: <laughs> I didn't see that. Uh, I didn't see hey. that
2: meme. That's a good one. <laughs> yeah, and then, uh, and I, you know, I, and I saw him coming around the next lap, and it's it, what what I thought was great, is that uh, people were, at, you know, they went, they went full caution pretty quick. My my fellow drivers, you know, like for example, Danny stuck the window, stuck his hand out and wave and gave me a thumbs up, and I gave them a thumbs up, you know, and Amy too, and you know, just hey, I'm okay, everything's good. Um, when uh, Puckboy came by. I just kind of gave him a point. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I I so wanted to do the NASCAR helmet thing, but I thought, you know, that probably wouldn't work no, out too well. It's not a that. good idea. And helmets are expensive. Besides, it's a nice yeah. helmet. I don't you want know, I don't, I to don't, I don't mess up my you helmets. You want are to expensive. do the circle track
0: thing where like you run out onto the track yeah. in front of the person?
2: Right. Yeah, that, that's uh, So yeah, that's I, uh, a bad so, And what's, <laughs> what's funny is that here comes the the ambulance. Here comes the track truck and the ambulance. And I'm hyped up, of course. You can. I mean, obviously, I'm hyped up. The Amulets guys walk right up to me and start asking me who I am, and I think they actually asked me who was president and asked me what where I was. And I still wanted to just mess with them, but I thought, you know what, I'm going to spend the night in a hospital if I mess with these guys. Yeah, yeah. Then <laughs>
1: you're going to have insurance deductibles to deal with. So.
2: Right. So, and, and then they like take your helmet off and they're checking my neck and everything, you know. And I'm, I'm fine, guys. And as we're doing this, one of the track trucks back up into the ambulance. So now the ambulance guy's like, "You ran over my goddamn truck!" I'm like, "Dude, I'm, I, dude, I went out upside down here. Pay attention." Yeah, can we get this
1: sorted out before you guys start crashing into each other?
2: But they, uh, they were laughing at me because they put me in the meat wagon, and then they said that uh, as soon as I stopped at impound. In the, in the meat wagon and opened the door, I was like finding anybody with a white shirt going, I want to file a protest. Stop the clock. Yeah. I want to file a protest.
1: <laughs> yeah, because you only get, uh, you so, know, you get 30 minutes. So,
2: Well, yeah, it's, it's 30 minutes from the end of the race. Yeah. And I'm telling this to people, and Dick comes up to me says, Dude, the race is not even over yet. <laughs> so <laughs> so, we, uh, so how, was, uh, you how, know, so how bad, I, bad was the car? Well, it, you know, it wasn't it wasn't too bad. They actually rolled it back over, and of course, did they roll it back on the side that was already scratched up? No. Of course not. They rolled it back on the other side <laughs> and got both sides all scratched up and broke both mirrors. Yeah. Um, no, the car itself was not too bad, but, but here's the thing. Remember, that was a gravel pit yeah. our gravel trap, right? So when I go through the thing, as I go over on the driver's window, it's it like bulldozes rocks into Grattled the car. Everywhere. Hun- Hundreds just- of pounds
1: of rocks, probably.
2: <laughs> and it's funny that the, the, the video stayed running in the car and you can see when they rolled it back over and just all these rocks coming out into view as it goes just pouring out. <laughs> but the car was straight. Ed said the steering wheel was was still straight. Okay. And really all it did, it damaged the A pillars a bit and it scratched the side of the car, of course. It's and it punched it. down the roof. Yeah. Yeah, smash the roof down onto the roll cage. But the the main structure, the Civic Coupe has this A-pillar arch, which goes up around the driver's window. It's a coupe. So it goes up on the A, A and down to the B. That all seemed to be fine. That's good. That's
0: good. So what what happens after an incident like that? Does the car need to be reinspected for the cage and get recertified, or you know, how's that work?
2: No, I mean sometimes they will. Sometimes they'll. If they, if the tech guys want to, they can write up what the damage mm-hmm. was and then have it reinspected for the next race. Yep. But I don't yep. even think they they marked up the logbook.
1: Yeah, for for my when when my car got shortened by two feet, uh, the next major's race uh, they did a quick reinspection of it because it was marked in the logbook. So, but, yeah,
2: yep, they, they didn't even ask for the logbook. They just well, they, I think a lot of it had to do with these folks knew me. They knew I'm a scrutineer. They knew that I'm a steward. Yeah, um, they knew that I wasn't going to go back out there with with crap. Yep. <clears throat> So uh, so we got that all done. Unfortunately, the protest kept us three hours away from getting home. It three, three, took about three hours geez, to get oh, geez. home. Oh, jeez. Well, you know, it's got to go through the paper process. It's got to get witness statements. They have to review the evidence. They have to consider it all. I mean, it's not something you want people to just, it's not like the old John Bishop days in Emsa where John said, uh, yeah, you're That's you're like filing a thing. police
0: report after your house gets broken no, into yeah, or yeah. something.
1: It's, it's really
2: right. like, a, it's like an
1: investigation, basically. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: It is. I mean, and and it should be right. It shouldn't just be, yeah. you know, a, a a quick thing like this. Because because in the end, this driver was given, he lost three positions. He won that T four race. They docked him three positions, so he lost his podium finish, yeah. and they put him on probation for I think four race weekends. So it's not something you take lightly. It needs to be carefully considered. How, how did he take to that uh, to that uh, punishment? <laughs> well. <laughs>
1: I, I, lo- I, I love this part. <laughs> <I> got- <laughs> you gotta tell it. You gotta say it. <laughs> oh come on! Really, the whole. <laughs> well, nobody knows his name. Uh, we're not saying his name, but um, man, the way he reacted—at least what I've heard—I've only texted with you—but the way he reacted is, well, t- is so—it's so—it's—it's sh- it's so not what you do. Well,
0: see, so it's different uh, if you well.
1: explain
0: how he acted, Adam, and not—not not Greg.
1: Yeah, um, I heard <laughs> So I heard uh, Through a friend of mine who was there Not Greg, but from somebody else uh, That he uh, I think he was both 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 birds went flying And he stormed <laughs> off uh, and, and MF'd somebody, and I don't know uh, But uh, Regardless, that's not very respectful <laughs> <So. clears
2: throat> Well, let's just say he was less than enthusiastic about the results yes. of the protest.
1: So Greg's official statement is that the the, the other driver was less than enthusiastic.
2: <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: So yeah, so you, you should you should you don't always have to be enthusiastic, but you do have to be respectful, especially when you're you know you gentle, gentleman well, racing. You know,
2: I will I will suggest to you that if a protest ever goes your way in the future, Adam, yeah. that you don't use profanity and flip off the stewards as you're walking away.
1: No, I won't do that so I don't know if anybody okay. who has done that but, but I won't do it
2: okay good suggestion good suggestion So, um, yeah and and the situation is under appeal I don't know when you guys are planning on posting this thing but uh, the comment period is done okay so now the Court of Appeals will review the evidence of the appeal I don't know I don't know that the post-protest results activity is really any part of that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is really an appeal of what happened on the track, and it'll get posted. And probably the well, we just had one fast track come out, so it probably won't be the next fast, fast track, fast track, but uh, the one after that. Yeah. Um. So uh,
1: this isn't your first rollover, though, is it, Greg?
2: Uh no <laughs> no but it, it's been, it, but it's been a while
1: yeah well, when was the first one
2: well streeter track uh,
1: the first track rollover when was that
2: how many times first have you rolled roll a car <laughs> well I think three now. okay okay <laughs> one street and two track okay now. what was the first track rollover first track rollover was uh, my third driver school <laughs> at Hallett Motor Speedway. I was in my Rabbit GTI, yeah. and I decided to do another SCCA driver's school because those things are the best value for the dollar. You go out there, if you're on a novice permit, you can go and drive a, a, another uh, school, and that's what I did. I went to Hallett Motor Speedway and got the advice of an instructor, got under the auspices of an instructor in my Rabbit GTI, which was my street car. Okay. We had, we had driven it there, <laughs> and uh, it was a really nice guy. and. I guess he and I hit it off pretty good, and and he was you know pushing me a little bit, and this is my side of the story. I'm not sure what he would say about yeah, it. Yeah, I love at this part point, too. I think, he, <laughs> I think at one point he says, you know, in, a, in that in that ITA car, and it was back back in the time the Rabbit GTI was an ITA. He says, you know, in that little car right there, you can turn one flat out.
0: <laughs> oh no! I said okay. You, said, you can do okay, everything right. once, right?
2: So yeah. I I go out uh, I go out and. I don't recall the sequence of events, but I remember at one point, and I'm going to blame this on myself, because I remember at one point, as I turned in flat out, I remember my brain saying, this isn't going to work, and I bailed out. Okay. I probably should not have done that. Yeah. And the car went sideways, and then slid down a grassy hill into a tire wall, and according to the corner worker, popped off the wall, went upside down, and landed on the roof.
1: <laughs> Did that have a roll cage in it, or no?
2: Yeah, I had a roll okay. cages. Yeah. yeah, we had we had, have, we had to have back then. It was bolting cage. Yeah, yeah,
1: and that was still your street car. So you were,
2: you were street driving your race car back then. Yeah, that's awesome. And I was upside down, and I remember smelling hypoid gear oil, and thinking to myself, I don't know how I'm getting home. <laughs> yeah. So then, and this goes back to what I was thinking about in the Civic last month. I remember releasing the buckles on my belt and the boy's met the steering wheel and it did not feel good. Oh no. <laughs> if you know what I mean. The boy's. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's a And I remember interesting. I remember sitting uh, I remember sitting on the roof with my legs crossed pissed and this corner worker comes in totally out of breath. Uh, are are you, you you okay okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> And I crawl out of the car and of course all the all the emergency vehicles were showing up and I'm standing there just looking at this car, just bleeding fluids all over the place, and they're trying to figure out what to do and how to get it rolled over. And I look over and there's this guy standing next to me with his arm crossed. Older guy. Looks at me and gives me the, the face recognition head nod. I said hello. And he pauses for a moment, he says, You know what? How how many times I moved that wall back? You son of a bitch! It was the track owner. <laughs> that's awesome.
0: <laughs> who that's good who was it that was telling and, us uh, that the owner of Hallett was a really, really interesting guy? Was that that was okay. the guy? That okay. was him.
2: Yeah, Mike. Uh, oh, forget his name. He's got, got a here. book. Um, I think
0: Mental Mental Ward was telling us. He's no, got no, a that book. you're
2: thinking. You're thinking of uh, totally. Oh, Reimov. that's right. I think I think he was the prior. Owner. Okay, he wasn't oh, the guy okay. that, that okay. I met. Anatoly Rutenoff, fantastic. Yeah, that's the guy. That's the guy, Just, that's he's, the
1: he's, he's guy I was f- thinking of. I'm thinking yeah, that. me I know.
2: too. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was the first racing rollover. Uh, the first street rollover was in my mom's '78 uh, Volkswagen Van. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Sweet, send it. That baby. I had stolen. That I had stolen to do my newspapers when I was 14. There is a statute of limitations on this stuff, right? huh. Probably good enough. Got to be. Man, great! Showing off, showing off, and hit a curb and rolled the van. Broke my clavicle.
1: Greg with the full send, man. So how how did that go over at home?
2: Well, um, less than (laughs) enthusiastic. Uh, When you said "well," um, for a second I thought it went well. (laughs) No, no. Um, It was well. Remember, this was you know five o'clock in the morning and everybody was still asleep. And I remember walking to my mom's room and saying, uh, "Mom, I wrecked the van." And I got a less than enthusiastic response. Yeah. I didn't get the finger though, so it's good. That's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> but, uh,
1: that's, uh, that's that's a lot of rollovers. You should probably stop doing. But that. you know, but yeah. but I
2: but I figured I should have learned back then. Yeah. If you get hurt, you get a lot of sympathy. Yeah. And it's not as bad because we had to go to the hospital because I broke my I broke my clavicle. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I can't imagine it was uh, very good though. That's a uh, that's a nightmare scenario for a parent. <laughs> no.
2: No, oh, what a what a what a goddess that woman is! Oh yeah. my goodness! Yeah, I hate
1: getting woken no, up we, at I, five a.m. like because Emma <gasps> ate all the candy in the in the house. <laughs> uh, right. But man, she's never rolled a car yet, so.
2: With a broken clavicle, yeah. and the arms hanging down, and we need to go to the hospital. Yeah, no, that's not happened yet. Yeah, so.
0: yeah my, my parents yeah. got that fun call when I was in high school that I had flipped and rolled my uh, my Jeep Wrangler. That was kind of cool. Yeah,
2: you had a life flight, too, did Yeah, I got you? a
0: free, free helicopter ride, man.
2: Ah, oh, dude. Man. You know I've never been in a helicopter? Dude, that was
0: the only time I've yeah, been in a helicopter.
2: And I was were, were strapped down to
0: a board under a blanket naked.
2: Oh, yeah, it was uh. completely
0: coherent. <laughs> completely coherent, but it was, you know, it was precautionary measures. Uh. I got well, life fighting naked.
2: Atlanta.
1: That's uh, at least you're naked. Yeah, that's makes, a cool it makes everything story. <laughs> better. Everything's better <laughs> when you're that's, naked. That's a
2: plus. Yeah, that's a big plus.
1: <laughs> yeah, definitely.
2: Uh, well, uh, it, so so then so then we had to then we had to figure out a way to get two dead cars into the trailer. Yeah. And somebody made an observation about halfway across Alabama that it sure is a lot nicer driving on the highway after you've won than it is after you have two broken <laughs> cars. <laughs> it's easier. It's big time easier. But. But Ed being Ed, already has a new roof on that car In fact, he had already had somebody I think he already had somebody cutting off a roof of a junkyard car On the way home go back to New Jersey <laughs> Like yeah, the race man, hasn't even ended any? And he's
0: already making a phone call while no. you're still out yeah. there <laughs> No
2: And he's already got the roof on the car I believe the car is ready to go And you need to go And well, you guys reposted the video of the vinyl wrap <laughs> That he has put on the top of oh, the that's car Oh,
0: freaking awesome
2: it's so perfect. It's a uh, yeah. It's a turtle. <laughs> it's a turtle yep. shell. Yeah, it's a turtle. <laughs> yeah. It's uh, that is also a reference to I think I can't remember, and I'm I'm sorry who whose idea I think it was Kurt Luther's idea, or maybe it was Chad Slag's idea to put the the vinyl wrap on the top, and I passed it on to Ed. Yeah, it's a and, that's perfect. You know, that's perfect. And there's other videos. Uh, Ed's brother Richard did a voiceover of a. a, a Terrible Jackie Stewart Impression I thought it was awesome Of us going You <laughs> thought, it awesome? thought it was awesome <laughs> <laughs> triddle, triddle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> It was And
1: we're to Look at the
2: shoes <laughs> <laughs> I thought
1: it was I thought it was A brilliant video
2: <laughs> so we'd Go find the video And forward it To slip angle So people yeah, can it see it Yeah it was pretty
1: good but, um, Well I'm uh, We're into this thing For about an hour And I gotta go make Dinner with uh, with the girls So um, Yeah I've got so a, I've a, got a wrecked Motorcycle to go by yeah, what's the rest of the year look like for you, Greg? You're going to VIR still?
2: We are going to VIR. Okay. We're going to do VIR. Um, Ed still thinks he wants to go to Sonoma. Um, what a crazy person. I, I just I wish we could find a way to take that motivation and make money out of it. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, if, if not, I know that uh, we'll probably, you know, the car is 20, 30 minutes from New Jersey, so we'll probably race New Jersey at least once, two, three times. Cool. We also have the 12 hours devil at the dark, and we want to put both cars in yeah, that. Unfortunately, right? that's the weekend. Yeah. yeah, that's the weekend after the Sonoma runoff, so we're going to have to do some soul searching on what to do there. Drive fast. And then, uh, yeah, drive fast. Yeah. And Ed wants to go to Watkins Glen. And I, I want to go back to Watkins Glen. I want to see if I can race Watkins Glen and not total a car. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's you would know, be a big plus. So we'll see. Cool. And we're just cool. going to try to have some fun
1: this yeah, year. Having fun is the, is probably the best uh, plan of action for you, so.
2: But it, it you know, it, no matter what we do, and God bless Dick. Um, <laughs> he says it's, he says it's all about the story. Yeah, and
0: it really is. Jesus
2: God, can we, can we really be? Can we, can we figure out a way to do this and have a great story and not spend a lot of money? Well, I don't know. Hey, Hayward, uh, Hayward, Wagner was on
1: the, on a few weeks ago, and. And he said that uh, you know something about um, it's. You never really get that many good stories out of winning races. The, the stories always come about you know all the spectacular failures, and so yeah, that's that's right. the main reason we're that's doing this.
0: <laughs> you <laughs> know, if, if neither of you fixed either car, you wouldn't have to spend a lot of money. That's true. It's true. just saying it's only yeah, it's only the just, fixing that takes money. Making the stories happen yet. usually
1: yeah. aren't very expensive. It's after the yeah. story well, that it gets expensive. Yeah right. <laughs> oh, oh and speaking of uh, speaking of broken race cars, is your Porsche uh, Porsche nine fourteen race car? Is that thing all sorted out again? Because you took that thing apart at the Lime Rock Historics or something? Because it was oh, not That's really. true. We
2: didn't talk about that. Yeah. You, you got time to talk well, about that little mess? I got up. <laughs> I got a couple
1: minutes here. What What happened with that with that thing well, at Lime well, Rock? Well, the
2: quick answer there is I finally got to go race the Lime Rock Historics last Labor Day. Yeah. something I've been wanting to do for a while, and it was in the uh, the nine fourteen, the XIT nine fourteen, and. The driver monkey driving the car misshifted oh, no. and did a did a I don't know if it was third to second or whatever it was, fourth to third, but overrevved it and bent all the exhaust valves. So I kind of limped the thing back in, and, and of course it wouldn't restart. We pushed it back into the pits, and a couple of buddies were standing there, and I'm like, "Okay, hand me a beer. We're done for the weekend." They're like, "No, we're not, dude. We're gonna take this thing out and get it done." Yeah. I'm like, "What? Are you kidding me?" It's basically so like a Volkswagen Friday.
1: motor. They're they're pretty
2: easy to work. with. Well, it's a Type Four. It's a Type Four bus yeah, motor. Yeah. But yeah, but the the the, the hardest part is just turning that first bolt. Yep. You know, disconnecting that first wire, and with the help of a bunch of people, we got the engine out that Friday. I got it to Chris Foley at Tangerine uh, Racing, Tangerine Motorsports. Uh, he, he's nine fourteen specialist here in Manchester, Connecticut. He replaced the four exhaust valves. We got it back together. Jay Gulick came on saturday and helped me get it all back together and we had it running saturday night that's awesome <laughs> sunday was the off day the car show day and i and i got to put it on track on monday there were some things that were not right we had some tight valves and i think we had a, sp- a smashed spark plug electrode that we missed okay. so the car didn't run right but we were back on track on monday and it's another freaking story yeah Another fail story. Fails. Fails make the best races, so, <laughs> man. At least the stories. So I have to. I still want to. I got to pull it apart again because Chris says that those are stock valves and we need to. There's some better valves we need to put in there. Okay. So Jake's talking about wanting to drive it this year and get his license back. Oh, cool. So I may cool. get him to motivate it to help me come work on the car. But yeah, the car is ready to go. Cool. I've been invited to go race at Indy with SVRA. Very nice. Yeah. I just, I don't think it's going to happen this year. Um, got too many other things going on. You know, the. The code fail, the NOLA fail, no VIR fail, please. No stories from VIR. now
1: well, maybe we should probably um, regroup after VIR and talk about all the
2: yeah. all the great terrible right.
1: failures that you have there. So. Uh,
2: and then and then other things going on this year is uh, Track Night in America. I'm still doing these events up here in the Northeast. Oh, yeah. you, you're reminding me with Hayward. Yeah. I'm sure Hayward talked about it. Oh, yeah. I, I still have the slip angle. I'm waiting to work, to listen to it. Um, but you know it's gonna be a, it's gonna be a great time. It's a great program and. I'll be managing events up here. We're going to New Hampshire and Lime Rock twice each this year, okay. so it's going to be we're going to be there. Tom's going to be Tomo is going to be helping us at uh, at Lime Rock and maybe New Hampshire. I'm not quite sure, cool. but it's a it's a great program. Yeah,
1: I'm uh, I'm a big fan. I, I would like to do more of them this year. I only I only helped with one last year. I want to do two or three this year. So. <laughs>
2: I'm sure they'll love to have
1: you. It's very cool. We're we're actually taking a lot of uh, a lot of the the beginner concepts and implementing them into Grid Life this year. So, um,
2: yeah. Oh, uh, the Grid li- The Grid Life. Talk good random thoughts. The Grid Life on the side of Tomo's car.
1: My goodness, Dude. that thing looks. Oh, great. Oh, Chris did the such a good thing job looks on the awesome. for that thing. Yeah.
2: Oh, he did such a good job.
1: Uh, grid Life founder Chris is the one who designed that whole thing. So. I think he. I think um, that he's missed be his calling.
0: I think he should just be a professional livery designer.
1: He's he's pretty close. He's working on one right now for the Heart NSX. I
0: wasn't I wasn't sure if we were allowed to yeah, say anything.
1: Uh, I, it's just slip angle. We can talk about whatever yeah, we no, want. Nobody party. listens to right. this. So hey, I don't know. If, I don't know if they're gonna go for it. I don't think he, I haven't seen anything. I don't think he's done with it. But the, the, they they uh, they're talking to him about it too. So,
2: um, well, I I just think the car looks great. I am not surprised one bit at Tom's success. Um, we need to have Tom so on the show again uh, I, soon. I, I, yeah. Well, I can't decide if I can't decide if I love him or hate him. Exactly. <laughs> um, I don't know if jealousy is the right word because he deserves every bit of success he has. And I don't know if I can claim any kind of personal pride simply because I know him. Yeah. But uh that that guy, he's the real uh, deal. I'll tell you one he's, thing not
1: to do with Tom. Don't put don't yeah. put him in your car. <laughs> uh, because it's it makes you feel bad oh, no, it I, makes no, you no. feel bad that son of a bitch is never gonna
2: that son of a bitch is never going in my car and if he does i'm gonna have a remote engine cut so that nobody can get loud. well i mean but if you but put him in your car
0: right now you know it's kind of has that already installed right
2: <laughs> well, that's,
0: that's a valid point. That's true. Yeah, it's a good point,
2: right?
1: Yeah, yeah. Dude, just just hit the rev limiter all the time, Tom. It's fine.
2: Yeah, dude, just use the rev limiter, man. The thing'll take a real it, no safe Rev limiter,
1: real soft afterwards. Oh, I
2: see. So I did five seconds a lap faster than you, Tom. Huh. Okay, uh, I, no excuses. Yeah. No, it, no excuse he, he's
1: got a. He he put a couple seconds on my best time at Mid Ohio. I didn't have the exact same engine configuration, but man he he did very very well and i'm glad i have the data well, from I, that
2: <laughs> exactly i was going to say when and if yeah. that man ever gets in my car data. there's going to be data running yeah. dude can drive man because so. that that way i can see it's not it, it's not that i need to know yeah. that i suck i want to know where i suck yeah. i want to yeah. know how i'd I love suck. To you'd suck. See like to use it to so, can, so, I, so that i can look at that data point and go there's no way that i'm breaking at that point so i know i'm going to live yeah. i'd
0: love to see him going head to head with like an autonomous track vehicle like a computerized track vehicle, and see if he can beat it. Because I, I really, I
2: really he's do think simulators. Yeah. He's already very it good. Would at be like the, it, so. it would be like the fembots; their heads would explode. <laughs>
1: at uh, at SEMA, uh, we had we had a little spot in the PowerStop booth. Uh, GridLife did, and had a simulator in there, and like people were in it all week or all weekend, you know, whatever. Um, and Tom won the simulator. <laughs> so... Yeah. It, it, he's pretty good at whatever he steers around a uh, racetrack imaginary or real or whatever. But anyway, well I got to go. I got to walk in and uh, and work on some dinner with the girls and I hope you guys have a good night. So, All right.
2: You guys yeah. too. Thank Thanks you. so much, Greg. Yeah. Hey, it's good. It is fantastic talking. Yeah, about you
1: we'll, guys, okay. we'll talk soon, man. Uh, and we'll. It, it, I, I hope you make some cool stories for us at VIR, but I hope they involve winning and not fixing things. So. Yeah, same.
0: But those are but those are by design,
2: not cool stories. <laughs> we already that's
1: determined. That's true. Well, maybe you could have a really spectacular race and regale us with the details of your heroic driving. <laughs> And you shall yawn at me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys, I'm going to sign off. I hope you guys have a good time. All right. Thanks for listening, everyone. See ya. Yep, best of luck at VIR, Greg. Thank you. (laughs) See ya, man.